Episode six of Convos with you. <laughs> you. <laughs> okay, let's try that again. This is episode six of Convos with your mom's favorite. I am your host, your mom's favorite. And today we have a returning special guest. Well, this is his first time as a guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my first time as a guest. Last time he was, I was the guest and he was the host. But the roles have reversed. Once again, from the Breaking the Barrier podcast, I have my brother Will. Yeah, how y'all doing? It's episode one remixed. Episode one remix. Will, how you living? How you living? I'm good, bro. Um. We're recording this right before the election, so I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> I'm good regardless. Yeah. God's got you know us. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. I mean, why do you give me that face? Nothing. Just, oh, God's nah, got I us, mean, right? Absolutely. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm off the high of uh, learning that I'm graduating next semester. Oh, snap. It's lit. Uh, yeah, man. Round of applause. Let's get into whatever it is we we getting into. Oh, we're going to get into it. And we're going to start off with, uh, I had to rework it because every time I said it, I kind of put myself in a little box. But, because I initially wrote mafia movies, but it's not just mafia movies. So we're going to talk about movies and shows about organized crime. Yo, we're just going to talk about good shows. That involve crime, I guess. Sure. Good shows that involve some crime. Right. All right. Because I think that gives us more leeway to talk about whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> big it is that we want to talk about. Big facts. Big facts. So, why do you think we're drawn to those shows? Uh, mainly because most of us want to commit crime in some crazy way. And we get to fulfill that through watching it and it's intriguing a lot of it like there's a ton of people who want to be cops who aren't so they get to watch police shows and oh this look this is lit and then it's almost like you get the best parts of the job right like you get to see the best parts of like the most exciting parts of the job you don't you don't get to see like most police officers sitting in a car for six to seven some odd hours chilling. You know what I'm saying? You get, right, you get, you get the, you get the high speed chase. You get all of the highs without any of the lows. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just exciting TV and it's easy. Like you could pick a crime and drag it out for 42 minutes. Right. There's always new content for crime Absolutely. just cause it's life. Like there's always new interesting things happening. And even sometimes it's just silly stuff that you can just add on and make it into a TV show, or at least it gives you an episode of a TV show or a movie. Uh, so what are some of your favorites? The movies. Let's start movies. Uh, in terms of just crime in general? Just Yeah, just crime in general. Oh, I love Goodfellas. That's my, my favorite movie of all time. Uh... Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> my bad. A training day is a good one. Um, 
I, you know me. I like mafia flicks. I like anything where the protagonist is really the antagonist. But like we root for the bad guy, like American Gangster is also one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I'm just. I've always just been. Uh, I always gravitated to just the bad guy. Hmm. It's happened in wrestling. It's happened in sports. You know, it's. I always gravitated to the bad guy. Who would be the bad guy in sports, though? Is there a bad guy in sports? Oh, yeah. Uh, Kobe was a bad guy for a little while. And I say it in terms of... He was never lo- he was never looked at as an underdog. So he was, he was the one... It was just easy to crap on him. LeBron is, is easy to crap on him because, you know, people are jealous. They jealous. Jealous. Uh, no, nah, but um, yeah, no, nah, I've always just gravitated toward the the people I thought had an actual that I, I thought weren't being listened to properly. Like, I'm more of a Magneto guy than a Professor X guy, right? Um, because yeah, I, even when we discuss Lion King, I'm more I, I understand Scar, I get it. Yeah, and when I when I watched The Little Mermaid, I I kind of sided with Ursula a little bit because a- Ariel's kind of shallow and Ariel. Yeah, she was like, very it, shallow. It, it's just I look at stuff different. <laughs> that's what oh, no, I'm that's saying. a good thing because I think one of the cool parts about newer movies and things of that nature about like just crime movies or even like the bad guy in movies, they're becoming more relatable and understandable it's not just i want to take over the world just for the sake of taking over the world there's always for example thanos right 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 right, right. thanos said it's overpopulation we should cut it in half thanos was pre-covid he he had he knew what was coming right like he he understood like this, he would be sitting here like I told y'all. So like, <laughs> I told y'all if we don't get this under control, yeah, then. But yeah, I've always appreciated. I like those kinds of movies too because again, it does give me a chance to live out how I wanted. Like I always thought I could be that guy in like an organized crime movie. For me, it's always just. I don't know if I've ever thought I could be that guy. I mean, I think I could lead a pretty successful organized crime group. Um, please do not take this soundbite and use it for <laughs> anything that happens negatively later on. Um, and like Takers, for instance. I love that movie. It's a great movie. They're all jerks. They're all criminals. But they kind of you kind of understand the justification for what they're doing. And then, and there's internal turmoil with a bad guy turning on the bad guys, which then makes them the good guys, kind of. Right. But they're still bad guys. They're still bad guys. And then, at the end, the bad guy gets away, and you're like, congratulations, but you're still a bad guy. Right. So, I mean, I like Twist and Turn. The Departed is a great movie. I love The Departed. Yes. That's a fantastic Um, movie. Yeah, I'm just a guy that loves that type of stuff. Like, period. 
I, I was, what's the one with Brad, with Ben Affleck and, uh, what's the one? It's not the really town? a crime movie. Nah. Oh. Well, I like that too, but it's not really a crime movie. It's, it's more of a, what's the one with the wife framed her, uh, murder? Gone Girl. Gone Girl. Yeah. Gone that Girl. That was good too. That was a crazy, that was a wild movie. Yeah. Yeah. Gone that Girl was, was a crazy. wild movie. Especially when she came back and like he stayed with her at the end. Well, she killed Nat- uh, Neil Patrick Harris. I was not ready. At all. <laughs> At all. <laughs> but. That was a wild time. So, in that same vein, let's talk more TV shows. Because you watch The Sopranos. It's one of your favorite shows. I think it's safe to say. Oh, yeah. I, 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 if not I, the favorite show. It's my favorite uh, series of all time. As far as TV shows are concerned, I I can rewatch The Sopranos at any point. I got I got favorite episodes. I got favorite characters. It's just it's a good time. Hmm. I've never watched it. I've that's nuts. Yeah, for it to be touted as one of the best series of all time, you not watching it. Is a problem. <laughs> like, uh, and for it to be based it. out of, for the first season to be based out of our city, like shot in our city, you know, just overall. And I don't even have a, a good reason. Like, I don't even have a, a reason I've as to why. I've only been telling you for years to watch. I've never watched The Sopranos. Then you watched The Wire first. Yeah, I did watch The Wire first. I enjoyed The Wire too. If you enjoyed The Wire, you're going to definitely enjoy The Sopranos. That's... That's just how I feel about it. The Wire was pretty good, too. If we're talking about TV shows. But The Sopranos, top of the line. Top of the line. Wow. A little bit. Because it kind of, it counts. Organized crime. Book one. I mean, I think Power was supposed to... uh, I think it tried to... uh, it tried to follow the lane that the Sopranos went in, right? Um, it's t- in terms of like the main character being a bad guy, but sympathetic, and uh, you kind of understood his way of life. Power is a very interesting, uh, just overall show because there's so many trash characters, and I say trash in terms of like flawed terrible people um Mm -hmm. a lot like the sopranos yet we root for a lot of them and we 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 want to see the best for a lot of them but at the same time they're hurting good innocent people the entire time and we look at them as like the bad guys like sex we hate sex facts but all he's been trying to do is put murderers and drug dealers in jail. Like, and I don't understand. It's, it's, it's nuts when you think about, you think about it logically. I mean, not really, because, I mean, yes, he's trying to put murderers and things in jail, but let's not act like Sax is doing this whole thing by the book. No, like, no, no, Sax no, no. ain't never been afraid. Like, sometimes he be on, he uses them You can't to get them. You can't put guys like that away by the book. That's not gonna happen. Like I don't, I don't see that working. 
You're right, but then where's the line though? The line? Yeah, because you can't you can't say you can't call him a good guy. Listen, if I watch Scandal and listen, as long as the white hat wins at the end of the like, it was always about the white hat. You had to make sure you were wearing the white hat at the end of it all. You may bend the rules and you gladiators go to war. You got to and because there's that proverbial "don't fight fire with fire." Sometimes you got to blow something up to get what you need. Like, and I think as far as um maybe sex is because he, he did go to the dark side a little bit, but with a forced hand a lot. And I'm by no means a fan of uh, sex, but it's funny because there's a character in uh, The Sopranos, Johnny Sex, who's actually viewed as as a terrible guy. Right. But he was just trying to restore order amongst the organization, and they were like, nah, get out of here. Um, there's other people on the show that we kind of, uh, what's, what's what's homegirl's name with the terrible Latina accent? Blanca. Blanca, yeah. She She's another one. I'm not saying, like, again, she just as bad as sex. Like, nah, I... What has she done really illegal? When she took, um, she knew that Andre Coleman, twice, she took statements from witnesses, knowing fully when she took the statements that they were lying to begin with, mm-hmm. and used it because it got what she, like, it pushed her agenda forward. Right. But if the greater purpose is to put bad guys away... Cause you can, the line. Cause where's the line? Of, oh, uh, these people are terrible. Right. So the law still applies to them, but they're breaking the law, and they're terrible. So we have to protect their rights. But by protecting their rights, we keep them out of jail, which allows them to do even more terrible things. So I think that's the that's that's been the issue, as far as like the tug of war with power, because everybody's terrible. Everybody is terrible. Like, wow. everybody. The only good person, what's her name? You know the black chick I'm talking about. Um, I know you're talking about. Damn, what's that lady's name? She ain't done nothing. You know what I'm talking about, the black lawyer that, that yep. Tariq was trying to shoot. On Tamika? Tamika. Tamika? It's yeah, Tamika. it's Tamika. Tamika, she been great this whole time. You're right, because she ain't never, she's been the only one that's kind of like, she's been the straightest of her and Angela. I'll, I'll go to the grave with that one. I don't care what anybody says. Angela did the best she could with what she was given and barely broke the law. I wouldn't say barely. She barely broke the law. I wouldn't say barely. What'd she do? That, like, right before she died, she was doing some real shady stuff. To keep her, Jamie, and Tosh, like, to keep all all of them out of jail. That's for the greater good of the people. No, it wasn't. This she, is the same person who was bullet. trying to put Jamie in jail. She took a bullet. She was not. She took a bullet for that man. She was trying to put Jamie in jail before she knew that Jamie was ghost. Well, that's the, that's a matter of fact. Like, yeah, she didn't know he was ghost. If she knew he was ghost, she wouldn't have tried to put him in jail. She would have if he wasn't, you know... If she wasn't smitten by him in the beginning. First of all, true love conquers all. Truly, which is why they both did and together again. 
Rena dead too, but don't nobody talk about that. Because that's sad. Because Raina honestly didn't do nothing but try to protect her brother. Power, but, well, Raina dying. Raina dying. Because she was trying to save her brother. Which was wild. But, rest in peace, Raina. Yeah, rest in peace. There was a lot of deaths that I wasn't rolling with, like Holly's death. That was unnecessary, in my no, opinion. I was not a fan of that. At all. Or Lala. I liked Lala. I liked seeing Lala. I was pissed off because of, like, how it affected Cash. Right. And then his dad come up or something to take him afterward? Yeah. Because, uh, what's the name played his dad? Luke James. No, it wasn't Luke nope. James. He played everybody then. <laughs> right, but that's not his dad. What's the one from Grey's Anatomy? The blue eyed dude, the black Jesse dude. Williams? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Got that. He played his dad. But yeah, I was, because I like that. I like all, because I, I was rooting for Tommy. Keeping it, honey. I've been rooting for Tommy this whole, like, the whole show. I was team Tommy. You know, I was, you know, you know what team I was on. Our team goes the whole way. So. Because all you're trying to do is go legit. Yeah, and everybody around him made that impossible, except for Angela. Yeah, that's true. But he I mean, should have stayed in Mexico. They should have never came back. Nope, they should have just did. I think they'd have been fine. They should have killed homegirl with the pink shoes while they were down there, and they'd have been good to go. Right, and then <laughs> like, just. Leave Mexico and go somewhere that uh, that doesn't do extradition. Yeah, that, that's been good. Because then they can't bring you back. And you just stay there forever. No, but at that point, they wasn't really that hot. Like, they like they'd right. be fine. But nobody wants, they ain't want to see him winning. Yeah, how you, how you feel about the new power, book two? Uh, I was, it was kind of iffy at first. Um, I wasn't really rolling because all of, none of my favorite characters, not none of my favorite, all of the people I didn't like are in this season. I was never a fan of Tariq, never a fan of Tasha, I was never a fan of Sax. So you haven't, Tariq hasn't made you a fan? No, he has with this season, but going into it, I had no high expectations because I didn't like, like, I didn't like any of these characters. I think we just got, I, I think Tariq had a, I don't think, I think hating Tariq was a bad idea. Like, I think all the hate Tariq got in hindsight was, was unwarranted. <laughs> well, watching this season, you see that now. No, I kind of think if we rewatched the, like, original Power. Okay. We kind of see it too, because we were so team ghost, like they they, the writing made it so team ghost and like the Raina situation being his fault, but it all fall back to the parenting, the parenting, and like where were you like, why, is a nigga named Ray, pulling up to your kid's school, y'all don't know nothing about it like, 
why is it why is it being allowed to skip school? Like why are they meeting him in the graveyard? Like, what is happening? That y'all are so unaware of what's going on with your kids. Right. Even with the little girl. Bro, she getting no shine. She getting no pl- she get more burn in, in book two than she did in in the whole first one. I guess she was kinda like a baby. I understand that. But even with a baby, that that requires more care and attention, no? Right. That's true. So what what, what was going on? The grandmother had him. Right. But nah, book two has book two has grown on me and I care. The last episode like the mid season oh, finale. That did it for me. Made me care about what's happening next. About what's happening next. Like it, it made me go all in with Power Book Two. Yeah. Because I finally understood like it made me finally understand Tariq's whole motivations. And if they trying to if this if he's like the main focus of book two, I get it now. And I mean, it's his, it's his book, you know. Yeah. Um, I definitely was kind of hoping for Tommy's first, but you know. Nah, I think you hold out on Tommy. It's COVID. Like, people are kind of forced to watch this one. Yeah. So I think you hold on Tommy because you you get the anticipation of it, and people are waiting for that longer. They're waiting for that one. I'm waiting for that. One. I think Lorenz is. I think it. Lorenz is up next. Councilman Tate. I think that that one's up next, which I'm very curious to see, because I like his character. I think his character's pretty. I I wish they brought him on earlier in the series, um, and I think it was a good replacement for like it filled a good void that Proctor's character left when he died, um, which I was a huge fan of Proctor. Um, I think they just kill off all the people I like. I like what's her name? Was it does it doll baby? No. Jukebox. Jukebox was I liked her. Yeah, she was yeah, great. Yeah. I think Kanan died too early. Yeah, I was a big fan of Kanan. Um I think Kanan would be great to have in book two. Um he I, I think I think Kanan should have lasted to the last season. Like I think I think Ghost should have killed him. And then like, that's when Tariq kills Ghost. Like, I think it should have... For me, it just didn't warrant... It didn't make logical sense for Tariq to kill his dad when he killed him. No, it didn't. Because... It didn't make It really didn't make sense because... Everybody knows you didn't, you, you the reason your sister got killed. Everybody knows you shot Ray Ray. Ray. Right. You've been protected thus far. This whole time. Ghost is literally like, yo, son. Like, he's being the dad you wanted him to be. Now you... But because your mother's tripping, and and there's no accountability held... Like, he don't hold Tasha accountable for nothing. For nothing. Which is the wildest because thing. Because in the same... A lot of, a lot of yo, it. In the same vein that your dad was trash... She was too. Your mom's was trash too. Like, what are you talking about? She slept with Sean in the family car. At the end of the day, if Tasha had helped Ghost go legit from the beginning, this would not be a problem. None of this would have been an issue. Nope. 
None of this would have been an issue. Like she's supposed to. She'd be fine. She'd have been fine. He probably wouldn't be with Angela. No, he probably would be. But she could have been with Sean. No, not even that. He probably wouldn't have been with Angela. Bro, the riff started when she said, when he first came to her, was like, yo, I want to go legit. She was like, nah, you got to be the biggest drug dealer in New York. True, but I think the the Angela thing was just always going to be there. I think it was always going to be there. I think it could have. It didn't necessarily have to be there, though. It's, it was just... It added a cool dynamic. Well, Angela... So, Angela's character in general didn't have to be there. Yeah, no. So, what would have been the storyline? If they were together. If they were together, then... It would have made it... It would just added an extra challenge for Ghost. Because a lot of what he got off on was because he was with Angela. Yeah, I just... It would have been more creative writing. See, that just make me feel... That just make me feel even more like Angela got... She don't get enough respect for her, uh, for her character in the series. Well, again, she wasn't really one of my favorites. You don't really have a lot of favorites. I don't. Other than Tommy. Like, that's... If it's not Tommy, you really don't. And Tommy is, Tommy's one of, I, I like Tommy, but he also, he's a problem in a lot of ways. <laughs> like, my two favorite characters on the show was Tommy and Proctor Brother. Like, Tommy caused a lot of problems that that could have been, that were avoidable. So that that's my real issue. And my favorite characters was Ghost and Kendrick Lamar. So, like, there's no other, like, <laughs> those Kendrick, two. That was the greatest five-minute scene. Yeah, of the entire show. Oh, and Charlie Murphy was fun. Char- like, his character yeah. was good. Rest in peace, Charlie um, Murphy. R.I.P. Yeah, we spent a lot of time on power. That's, You're right. Them niggas ain't paying. Neither one of us. Well, I mean, ain't nobody paying me yet, so... They don't know that. They don't know that. You could be backed by the boule, and they wouldn't know. Mm, that'd be nice to be backed by the boule. Well, them niggas lost to a sock puppet, so I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> a singing sock puppet at that. So I don't know how good that was. Uh, yeah, but no, they lost to love and positivityness. Crash. All right. So yeah. So let's move on, and we're gonna go down to the valley where the girls get naked. If you throw in bags, do you know she gon' shake it? One, two, break them. Three, four, break them. That's right. If you don't know by now, I'm talking about P-Valley. P-Valley. Which the P stands for y'all know what. Right. Another great show, in my opinion. It's not one of those. It's great in doses. I will say that. It wasn't a show that I was able to binge watch. All at one oh, time. Yeah, I still haven't finished it. Um, I made it to episode four, <laughs> and that was it for me. Yeah, cause it could be a bit much at times. Like a, it could be a lot. Being completely honest, at times. So it definitely wasn't something I could just be like, you know what? 
it was such a dark, it has such a dark undertone to it. Um, which I think is why it comes on at the night that it does. Like, at the day it does, at the time it does. Like, uh, I liken it to Euphoria because I, c- I don't think I could have been binge-watched that. Oh, either. no, I definitely couldn't. Um, Especially not this year. It, P-Valley came at, it comes at a time where it's just like, yo, it's a lot. It's dark. Um, And again, it's one of those things where uh, some writers took a situation that is always viewed negatively and looked down on, like sex work and strippers and stuff like that, and kind of made us care and put it in a, I, I, dare I say, positive light. Like, it humanized them. It made it an actual workplace. Right. Uh, yeah, it just showed us a different side of it like than we usually get. Cause even in a lot of show, even in a lot of movies, other movies that portrayed uh, strippers and stuff like that, there was always like this high crime undertone, and it was stripping still wasn't. It it still wasn't viewed as something that, uh, like a regular job. Um, and in other movies, it's just been glorified and and downplayed. So, I think they did a good job at capturing. Uh, how important strip culture is to certain neighborhoods and certain environments. Right. And how safe, and how there can be a lot more safety precautions in those environments. Like, Altogether. strippers need health care. They need, uh, right. Like, they need benefits. It's a, it's a job. It is. But I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't come here to talk politics, so. Well, nah, you definitely hit the, on right on the head because... You're right. They kind of, they found the middle, the middle ground, because they didn't glorify it, but they also didn't make it seem like, they made it like, yo, it's just an everyday job, like you go into your nine to five, and just like you struggling sometimes with your nine to five, they be struggling at their job too. Right. Like it's not all glitter and gold and good times. Nah, like some, every job is not glitter, gold, and good time. But you know, things happen. Right. You got a hierarchy at a job like you got, at, at every job there's a hierarchy. You know, people retire like Mercedes. And then sometimes they sometimes can't they retire can't. like Mercedes. Like Mercedes. <laughs> like, you know. Right. Um, it, it 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 did a, it did a lot and it, it it brought out a lot of issues in the black community too um and it brought a lot of uh so will you yourself are on a podcast the mm-hmm. breaking the barrier podcast mhm um How's that going for you? How's that working out for y'all? Heard y'all, I just heard. Yeah, well, not heard, but y'all just did episode seventy. Yeah, we're Shout seventy. We're, we're seventy episodes in. Uh, right now it's pretty much it's part of a life, our life really. Like we just do what we can. I mean, we use our platform to 
uh, further conversation in terms of diversity and uh, its necessity in society. And, and we talk about a lot of heavy issues uh, most times. But we also have fun, like a lot of our episodes are based around sports because uh, the political stances that sports has taken has just, you know, has been prevalent in everything. So we, we, we pretty much, we're pretty much informative on, on a lot of stuff and we give different perspectives. I think our last episode, the one that we dropped, uh, 70, was important because it shed light on Filipino culture, which we never, like, I, I don't really hear a lot of people talking about or uh, see discussed a lot in the mainstream, which is cool. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, our pod is it's doing what it does. Uh, we, we, we thank for the constant support, and we're available everywhere. So, yeah, man. Cool. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, like you said, they're available everywhere. Take everywhere. a listen. Take a listen. Take a listen. Except for title. Except for title. Title this podcast? Really? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Right. right. I DM'd Elliot Wilson. He ain't hit me back. He follows me, though. Well, that's the start. The follow back is always the most important thing. Yeah, it's cool. You know what I mean? We about to blow up? Nah, I'm kidding. But shout out to um, all those uh, American Conference on Diversity and all those people that have been giving us opportunities to be on panels and just uh, have exposure. Shout out to Porcelain for... You know, doing that interview on the on the website. Shout yeah, out to Porcelain. We're just grateful to be seventy episodes in and to be where we are when a lot of people have had to take breaks and slow down because of COVID. We've been fortunate enough to keep you know going in and dropping content. But since we're on the topic of long-lasting shows. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a show that you are, one, you are well-versed in, and two, it is the longest-running episodic show <laughs> on television to oh. date. Welcome to Monday Night Raw. Is that what we're talking about here? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. How long has it been? 93? It's like 27 seasons? Yeah. It's a long time. The longest time. running episodic television show on TV. Yeah. Beat the Simpsons. Yeah. What what's up? What 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 do you wanna what's your questions about the WWE and uh wrestling in general? Well, I mean shout out to AEW too. Shout out to them. I really I really like what they're doing over I there. I mean my, my boy Rusev really slash Miro it. is is Miro has he has debuted, so they got all your guys over there, by the way. They got your DM. I, oh, I see they them. Got Zach I see Ryder, they got every single all of them. Every single one of them that debut, I see it. And uh, those are the guys you wanted to flourish, and they're flourishing over there. Yeah, yeah. They even got your boy Goldust over there doing putting Big work. Things. So He's yeah, I mean, work, bro. Yeah, uh, Luke Harper. I mean, well, Mr. Brody Lee now, who is the TNT champion. But yeah, well, well, yeah. What was your initial? Well, no, nah, it was uh. It was pretty much the same questions, just about different gener- like different areas. All because right. you've been a wrestling fan as long as I've known you. 97 was the the last time I can remember. Or was it 98? I would think I was seven years old. Uh, 
my very first memory of wrestling that wasn't Macho Man Randy Savage due to my uh, grandmother was Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack versus the New Age Outlaws and a dumpster match on Monday Night Raw. Let me find the date of that. Like, I remember I was eating spaghetti. Like I'm honestly surprised you don't actually know that because um, there is I always forget no one like Um, I don't know anyone who knows more wrestling information that just has it ready to go whenever (laughs) you need it. Um yeah, like I said, I am good with like I'm I'm really good with the years, definitely, but the dates so much happens. Yeah, yeah, it was ninety eight. Uh, what year? What what date? I won't get this right because I don't want to play myself. Uh, one twenty six, nineteen ninety eight. Yep. June uh January twenty six, nineteen ninety eight. Seven years old. No, I wasn't even seven. I was nope. six. Six. So yeah, six years old. That's that's what I remember. The first time, the, like the first thing I remember vividly is, and I was sold ever since. Oh, you didn't know your ass, but like, the New Age Outlaws and DX, they sold like, and this was Triple H's DX. It wasn't the, I wasn't well versed in the Shawn Michaels DX thing, but but I was Triple H is my favorite of all time, and that's where it started. I don't even think the New Age Outlaws was officially DX yet, but they were, or they had just joined. But yeah, yeah, that's where it started. January of 98. And we all know, because, you know, that's years, and wrestling is much like any other sport. You can't do it forever. But, unless, unless, you know, you're like The Undertaker or somebody like that. Who, you know. Or Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Or Vincent Kennedy McMahon. But, what... What's kept it? What's kept your interest? Mm, that's a very from good then to now because it's not even not even close to what it was when close I was to what it was oh, back wow. then. Now, like, what is it that has you go? Okay, I gotta watch this. So I think with me, I think I appreciate. I I guess when when. Uh, you find out Santa's not real anymore. You kind of appreciate to all the kids out there. Yeah, if you're listening to this, you probably sh- should know already. But um, <laughs> once you find out Santa's not real anymore, you start to appreciate different aspects of it. So once it was revealed that it was predetermined, I then started to just appreciate the in-ring work and the performances. Um, and I think that's what's kept me is, is just the magic between the ropes. Mm-hmm. Cause if I'm thinking, I mean, I got a favorite match of every year. Like I can go back and think over the years, like some of my favorite matches and some of them are as recent as, uh, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for the Intercontinental Championship, uh, I believe it was the week before WrestleMania or, or something like that. Like, and that was WrestleMania this year. Like I have... I constantly have matches that I'm like, yo, this was, like, it hasn't stopped. Even with the quarantine, I mean, Randy Orton versus Edge was the greatest wrestling, like, it was billed as the greatest wrestling match of all time, and it 
it, 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 I mean, you could arguably say it was. Um, yeah, I just appreciate the art. Um, and it's just phenomenal. If you understand what's happening and just, it's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a roller coaster. Like it's, it's literally like a movie. We all know that these aren't like, we all know a script is laid out and, and everyone knows the ending, but until we watch the movie, you don't know. We don't know. You so don't know. it's, I, I approach wrestling the same way. Like you got two guys that don't like each other. They get in the ring and you, you get an instant classic or you don't. I mean, um, some of my favorite, see a lot of my favorites are, are, they're not even like technicians. They're, they're, they're brawlers and they're great on the mic. They like they want they allow, they make you invest in them. Like right. Triple H, great wrestler. I mean, he could make he could have a match with a broom, and you would still hate him. Like you would cheer for the broom in a match with Triple H because he's so good at making you hate him. Um, CM Punk, same thing. One of my favorites of all time. Even though you know, even though unceremoniously his relationship with WWE in the ring ended. Um, uh, Dolph Ziggler, one of my favorites. Uh, and he's a current superstar. I mean, right now, I look at Seth Rollins and I'm like, yo, this guy could, he could do anything. Rey Mysterio, one of my favorite. He's in my top ten. I mean, one of the best of all time. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, my favorite of all time. Like, there's a ton of guys that just capture emotion, and I think that's the most important thing. And and it's and it's another. It's another uh, it's another aspect of escapism. So you could always count on Monday Night Raw to entertain you or just make you forget about what's happening. Like, our truth is one of the best things going. Best things and, and going. On TV. Um, and then you, you have the... Just period, bro. Like, you, you have the realism, like a Brock Lesnar that comes in. and Oh, this dude could really just maul anybody. And he does it. I mean, you got Ronda Rousey who does the same thing. So, it's a little bit of everything for everybody. And I think what's sustained them over the years is every single generation has had a generational star. I think when I first started wrestling, there was there was the Stone Cold, there was the Rock, there was Triple H, there was the Undertaker. And then it trans transitioned into Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, uh, John Cena. Um, oh, there was a ton of other people around. Uh, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero. Like we don't, yeah. you know, we can't really talk about them. But oh, Chris Jericho too. Um, and then you move on to uh, years after that. You got Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, John Cena still there. You got uh, oh shit, I, I skipped Edge, but Edge is at the top of the card. Um, you got little guys, Rey Mysterio still up there. You got the Miz, the um, who who make you hate them? Uh, it's just they've always found a way. Uh, to later on, you got the Shield that comes in. All three of them. Yeah. Um. And you just you just enjoy the way that they evolve constantly. And then now, for me, my favorite part of it is the women. Like the wrestling, they're the best wrestlers yeah, they, in the world right they now. They definitely, they're the best wrestlers in the world right. Charlotte Flair, Sasha, Bailey, 
Oscar. They've been carrying this this quarantine situation. Um, hell, Mickey James just had a women's championship uh, opportunity, and it, I'm here. I am thinking you guys know who the hell everybody is, but like wrestling is just, and I like I can watch it. I I can watch any promotion, and and like I don't have to watch. I don't have to know who the hell you are in the ring. I could just sit down and watch a wrestling match and appreciate it if it's a good one. I watch I watch Ring of Honor. I watch Impact. I watch uh, New Japan. And New the Japanese wrestling is so much different. Like, oh my god! But uh, hell, Jericho put on a classic with uh, could you, I always say his name? Could Okada? I can't. His first name is Kazu. Cause something, but Okada and Jericho last year, I believe, crazy, amazing, amazing match. Uh, then you got NXT, which Adam Cole, Adam Cole, baby, that's my Adam Cole right now, number one for me. The close second AJ Styles, like you can't. And shout out to Finn Balor, NXT champ. Like it's just a ton of guys coming up, and and. Wrestling is just, if you appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Because I, I appreciate that Finn Balor won the belt as himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and can we, t- like, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout out AEW because you think of, an, you think of just the schedule for wrestling right now. If you're a wrestling fan, you're in the greatest, you're having the greatest time of your life. Monday Night Raw, Mondays obviously, Tuesday, uh, for the past two weeks has been NXT. Uh, Impact is always is also on Tuesdays. Wednesday you got AEW. Uh, Thursday, uh, there's Ring of Honor. Friday, you got Friday Night SmackDown. So, and then the pay per views on the weekend. You've got wrestling and AEW does AEW does all their pay per views on Saturdays. WWE does all theirs on Sunday. So. I mean, again, you have wrestling is just timeless, man. And you got characters that just won't. Randy Orton's been a legend killer since '04. Sixteen years. The Undertaker has been the Undertaker since 1990. Thirty years of the Undertaker. Like, thank, thank you, Taker. Right. I mean. Triple H ninety four, Hunter Hearst Helms. He came in as the blue, but like these guys have been. And you think about how long that is. I mean, we just celebrated twenty five years of Triple H. Um, The Rock comes back seven years later, uh, and 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 challenge and him and John Cena have a WrestleMania match. You never think you see that. Uh, Then he comes back again and fights CM Punk, wins the WWE Championship, meets John Cena again, like. And you see these generational matches. Um, hell, I, I think I I'm 29 years old, and I think I've gotten the best wrestling matches that have ever existed in my lifetime. Uh, you think about Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, both of them, best matches ever. So it's just a beautiful like, yo. If you appreciate wrestling, man, you you're in for a treat. Now, because it's so much more than your grandma's wrestling. Like, it, there's 
the sleeper holes, the bear hugs, or like nah. It's a little too choreographed for me now, though. Like, I'm starting to feel like the old guy. Uh, this is back in my day, like because right. a lot of this is becoming. I'm like, hold on, hold up, hold up, hold up. I I I think back to uh, Ray Mysterio versus Kurt Angle, SummerSlam 2002. I think it was the opening match. It was only ten minutes. It was like ten minutes, twelve seconds. But it is one of the best matches you ever seen. It was just like, hell. I think Ray's match with Randy and Kurt at WrestleMania 22 was like fifteen minutes or ten to fifteen minutes, and it was just fast paced. And that's when he won the world title. It was, you appreciate it. Like everything can happen, but it was still storytelling. Right. I think now it's like, all right, we're just waiting for moves to get set up, and I think that's why the women are. Winning because they're they're still out here telling stories, like Bailey and Sasha has been running for damn near a year. Um, they just had their breakup moment. Shout out to Roman Reigns coming back, finally turned into a bad guy, which makes him a good guy because all the wrestling fans are gonna cheer him now. Yeah. So, um, and I I like the dynamic with the, with Paul Heyman because Paul Heyman was the advocate for Brock Lesnar and he was the loudmouth and he was brash and he was, but with Roman. He's the special what's special advisor, and he he's more timid. Like he's scared of Roman. It, it's the funny like their interaction is crazy. He calls him Mister Reigns. It's 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 great. Uh, but yeah, wrestling's got a great future. Um, I agree. Beyond this quarantine, because even the next generation, you know, our, our nephew, he's. Oh yeah, he's yeah. heavy into it now. Yeah, I mean, and you got, you got generational superstars. Still. I mean, the Rock's daughter is coming up. Um, uh, Roddy Piper's daughter. Like, there's a lot more. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. is in AEW now, um, and, and that's an old name. Brian Pillman, that's an old school guy. He was with the Hollywood Blondes with Stone Cold Steve Austin before he was Stone Cold Steve Austin. But you know what they wanted to call Stone Cold? What? Iceman. Good Lord. I am happy they didn't do yep. that. They wanted to call him Iceman Steve Austin because he was so cold. Now I'm so happy somebody went with Stone Cold. Yep. Uh, the game, Triple H's nickname, you know who that was originally supposed to be for? Owen Hart, rest his soul. That gimmick was supposed to be Owen Hart's gimmick. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of there's a ton of what ifs and what's supposed to happen. Uh, Kane was not supposed to stick around. Really, Undertaker's original name? His I didn't debut? know that was supposed to be Kane. It was. It was Kane the Undertaker. That was his name. They dropped the cane. Uh, what was that? 91? 90? Eight years. Kane debuted in 97? Right? Yeah. I think so. Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker. Hell in a Cell. I think it was 97. And then Mankind and Undertaker in 98. But anyway. Yeah, I couldn't see that. But he just had that whole conversation with himself. He wasn't talking to me because I don't have the answers for him. <laughs> but yeah, so Kane debuted and... Uh, He's just they they needed a they needed somebody to fight the Undertaker. So enter his brother. That whole storyline happened that way. So 
Undertaker and Kane happened, and then Kane's now been Kane since 98 or 97, whenever the hell he came in. Um, and that was it. That was one of the best things they ever did. Yeah. Um, while we're on it, what's your favorite stipulation? Uh, Hell in a Cell. It's always been Hell in a Cell. That used to be mine. Till they cell, they Until they bastardized it. But my favorite still has to be a TLC match. Only because when it's two people, it's a hell of a match. When it's three people, it's a hell of a match. When it's a, I just watched The Shield versus Ryback and Team Hell No. At TLC 2012. First of all. Shout out to TLC 2012. One of the best damn. Pay-per-views of all time. And this. I'm about to sound real nerdy. And then I'm going to probably leave wrestling alone after this. But it's in the midst of. CM Punk's 434 day reign. As the WWE champion. Right. Right. Before they. Which they're probably going to have somebody beat. Because you know. CM Punk holds it. Because they, they killed AJ Lee's record with Nikki, but Nikki deserved it. Anyway, um, so CM Punk wasn't defending the title that night. And so the main event was Dolph Ziggler defending his Money in the Bank contract against John Cena in a ladder match. Yo, that fucking match was everything. Because AJ Lee comes out and turns on John Cena. John Cena gets sweet-chinned. Dolph Ziggler climbs the ladder, and it's like the biggest win of his career at that point. And I remember that because I like I've always been a Dolph Ziggler fan. Oh, for sure, like they definitely. Like, he's not getting his due. That's when he cashed in on Del Rio. Well, that was before he cashed in on Del Rio because the TLC was in December, and then uh, he cashed in the night after WrestleMania in 2013. I remember that cash in. That was one I of was the best. Way too hype. Yeah, I yeah. was way too hype. But, but that was, 2012 in. was a great. That was a good time because Ryback was super over. Feed yep. Me More was, was at that the, was at the end. That and was Team end. Hell No was, was Team Hell No. Cause they were the tag team champions at the time. And then The Shield was just this newcomer group of, like, just dogs. And it was... And then after that, I watched... Um, I watched when Seth Rollins came back, beat Roman Reigns for the title. And then Dean Ambrose cashed in on him. Yeah. And it was like the... All Shield members were WWE champion in one night. It was just the craziest. But um, yeah, it's it's listen. Wrestling's in a good space. It is. Yeah, they're gonna be good. Well, that's why I'm still there. And that's episode six of Convos with your mom's favorite. Will, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no doubt. Again. Who's us? Um, <laughs> me. Thanks for joining me on this episode. No, no doubt, no doubt. Um. Also, I meant to mention this earlier. We are now available on everywhere you listen to podcasts. Um. If you want more from Will, you can listen to him on the Breaking the Barrier podcast. We'll go yeah. ahead and plug your pile. Yeah, we're everywhere except for title. Um, but we're everywhere, and we're seventy episodes in. We appreciate all our listeners. And if you're looking for um, just understanding in areas of diversity and just uh, unapologetic open dialogue, we're the, you know, we we help. Uh, we don't necessarily say stuff 
we don't necessarily want you to agree with us. We just kind of want to stretch your brain a little bit. Yeah, it's a good time. Some thought, uh, some thought provoking uh, messages a lot of times, and I think we do a good job of talking to every side of uh, situation that we bring up. So yeah, listen to listen to the pod if you have a chance. At Break Barrier Pod, you know, uh, my social media will probably be in the thumbnail of the the um, podcast link, whatever. I don't, oh, for know, sure. I don't know how to talk about social media wise. So yeah, just hit me at the uh, at the real Riles on Twitter and uh, on Instagram. I am at Riles R Y L S with uh, three underscores or four. I can't tell, but uh, yeah, we're we're here. Yo, and by the way, whoever on, whoever has at Riles as their uh, Instagram, yo, yeah, I got like two followers. I need it. Thanks. So yeah, he needs it. Thanks. Alright y'all, next episode, we out.